Hi, this is Taylor Stuber. And this is Sean Smithgall. We are both clinical pharmacists, faculty members, and your hosts for The Postgraduate Pharmacist. Welcome back, Sasso Squad, and any new listeners to another episode of The Postgraduate Pharmacist, where we're all about helping you separate and stand out as you prepare for postgraduate training. From current events to expert advice, we bring you up-to-date content every other Monday related to postgraduate training. Join the Sasso Squad today and follow us on Twitter at PG Pharmacist or Instagram and LinkedIn at The Postgraduate Pharmacist. And check out our website at postgraduatepharmacist.com where you can get all of our latest content. If you love the show and want to support what we're doing, check out ways to spread the word on our website or buy us a cup of coffee. We could always use the caffeine. Welcome, welcome, Sasso Squad. This is a new series that we're doing that we're super excited about. This is actually a series we've done before, but it was before we were these seasoned expert podcasters that we are now. And so we're revisiting this series to bring you the PGP Fundamentals. So these are going to just be the core topics that we think every candidate that's pursuing postgraduate training should kind of be aware of. So we'll cover things such as letter of intent, CV, all the way to reference writers, forecasts, things like that. And so it'll be over a series of about 10 to 15 episodes. We'll kind of discuss those core topics with you all. So get excited. So in this episode, we'll review what to do leading up to your APPEs, or some say APPEs, or Advanced Pharmacy Practice Experiences, followed by what to do during those APPEs. So let's start off with prior, prior to your APPE year. This is when you should really be thinking about how to be a standout candidate and your short and long-term career goals and how you will achieve those. You know, this is kind of a maybe not neglected, but kind of overlooked part of the timeline with postgraduate training and preparing for that. I think this is a good time to kind of start reflecting and thinking about is postgraduate training right for you? Is it something that you truly want to pursue and inspire to do? And if the answer to that is yes, then I think it's it's time to start thinking about what do I need to do to make myself the best possible applicant, regardless of whether or not you end up pursuing postgraduate training, you know, these things can help you be a more desirable candidate for any job. Thinking about a traditional four-year program with, you know, years one, two, and three being in the classroom and the fourth year being APPEs, um, I think we can kind of talk about it from like each year, like what you should be doing each year. So any anybody listening to this could benefit from it. And obviously there's going to be some caveats with, you know, accelerated programs or things like that, but you kind of will get a general timeline with that. So what do you think in year one they should be doing? Another thing you do is split this up in thirds. Think of this as us saying, if you take the time you are now to your APPEs, just chunk it up in thirds and think of that as what we're about to do is, is say the first third, second third, third, third. So for those in year one, first, take a moment, give yourself some credit for thinking about this so early on in the process, but also take that deep breath because there's absolutely nothing to stress about 
at this stage in your education. Uh, this also goes for those who are listening saying, well, I didn't even think about it my year one, so am I, am I screwed at this point? And the answer is no. For those who didn't even fathom post-grad training at this stage, it's okay. It's all right. So this is the year to you know, really focus on that foundation of academics, but also thinking about getting involved in organizations. Don't get overwhelmed with organizational involvement. Pick like two to three organizations just to join. When we say join, I mean, you're just, you're signing up, you're going to meetings and then try to get involved in at least one of those by like helping plan an event or applying for a low level leadership position. Don't, don't apply for a president or vice president or something like that. That's going to take a lot of your time before you really have a, a flow and a, and a structure to your um, your weeks and your, in your semesters. Yeah. So, and just kind of start trying to form relationships with your mentors and advisors. You know, these can be either assigned mentors, unassigned mentors or advisors kind of just take some time to just talk with them and, and let them know what you're potentially interested in. And hopefully they're asking you that about what, you know, you want to pursue as a career, but just let them know how you're doing, what things you're doing, Ask them their advice on other things that you should be doing or could be doing to help, you know, with your future career. Yeah, the more I think the more you talk to them, the easier it's going to be to talk to them and the more comfortable you'll feel with them. And then the more they'll know you as a person, which will really help build those relationships. So what about year two or that second, third? The second, third. Uh, so I think at this point, you know, you've kind of gotten your feet wet in that first third, as you would say. Uh, so I feel like in this, you kind of start narrowing down your interest and involvement a little bit and maybe devoting a little bit more time to one thing or another. You know, maybe if you're involved, you signed up for five organizations in your in your first third, you know, maybe letting some of these go and kind of focusing in on the ones you truly care about and are interested in. And maybe just like two would be a good number to be involved with. Um, try to get, especially in one, being more involved with, you know, start thinking about helping with leadership positions, committees, planning events, really start trying to make an impact within that organization. I think this is also a time where obviously you're wanting to make sure that you're focusing on your academics and that you're devoting enough time to that. But uh, you can also start to think about scholarship or research, maybe that's something that you're interested in. You can kind of start thinking about and planning for, you know, getting involved in a project right now, which you don't have to, or plans to be involved in the future. I think these are just good conversations to be having at this point. Yeah, I agree. And it's okay if like the first year in a program is not as difficult as the second year. So if the academic slips slightly, you know, that's not a red flag of I have to stop everything else and focus on academics. It could just be that that semester is harder. And by talking with others and talking with your course coordinators, you know, that's going to be one way to determine that. Yeah. And if you haven't already, I, I think a really beneficial piece in a you know, something that has been shown evidence-based to improve your chances of, of obtaining postgraduate training positions is having um, some work experience or even a summer internship. So think about, you know, maybe I can just work, you know, a couple hours a week, maybe it's just four hours a week or a weekend every other, every other week, or 
maybe just one week in a month, if your academics can handle it. I think work experience can help reinforce things that you see in the classroom, but it also gives you some of that real world experience that a lot of programs really look for whenever they're reviewing residency or fellowship applicants. It'll definitely help with those brand generic memorizations, I think. Absolutely. That's how I learned brand generic was while I was working weekends in the pharmacy. So what would your suggestion be for the probably most important third third, or I guess the, uh, you know, the year prior to your, where you're really trying to pursue postgraduate training? Yeah. So first off, not too late. A lot of people's even at this stage, haven't made the decision whether or not they want to start pursuing postgraduate training. So it's never too late. This is your uh, last chance, though, to really focus on leadership and service in an organization. It's not impossible to do it past this point, but this is the time that's dedicated to it. So this is really your your, your time to get involved in some way, shape, or form. And just don't forget that uh, you don't have to have uh, one of these exec positions within an organization to be involved. You just got to reach out and say, how can I become more involved? And what can I do and how can I participate? You don't want to just be the one paying and showing up and not doing anything because they will pull that out and people will identify that that's the case. If you don't have any research or scholarly projects, this is one of your uh, chances to establish a more long-term one. Once again, you can still get this done on APPEs. We have an episode that we'll link in the show notes here that really goes over how to get involved with research and how to get research done, even in your APP rotations. But this is the time to think about it if you're like, I want to get a poster out of this and I want to have a completed thing to really uh, something of substance to hold on to. So this is your chance to get involved with that. Same same recommendation. Go to your mentors, go to these people you've been forming relationships with and start figuring out a plan on how to get involved with something. Doesn't have to be a IRB prospective research study. It can just be something related to scholarship, just writing something up or doing something to help someone who is doing a bigger project. Yeah. And I know like even some of my, some of the students will reach out to me, you know, a couple months before they start their APPEs and kind of ask, Hey, do you have any like research going on? Or do you know any research that would be going on within the system that uh, would be available, you know, in a few months, like when I start my APPEs. And I think that's a good way to just get your name out there so you can so it gives preceptors a time to kind of plan for that and kind of think about that because it's it's harder whenever you know you come on on rotation and you know it's it's August and you want to complete some sort of project it's hard to just kind of conceptualize one all at that same at that same time so just having again having those open conversations is you know it never hurts and we recommend, well, because a lot of times when you do APPEs, you go off campus <clears throat> or you can get away from the college. This is the time to try to get a mock interview in. I mean, it's been a while since you've had your last interview, unless you've been applying for some jobs. Uh, so get a mock interview in with career services or try to get one of your faculty to do it while you're on campus one day and uh, and just kind of refresh on some of those skills. Definitely check out our episodes on the STAR method and things like that, which will help you prep for interviews. 
And so now we get to the crunch time. Ooh, crunch time. AP, <laughs> the APPE year. Once again, if you're here, don't panic. It's still not too late. I've known people who've waited until December to say, you know what? I want to do a residency of their APPE year. And they were successful. It's a, it's a definitely a panic time, but you know, it's never too late. But I think one of those things that, you know, helps them be successful is they, you know, maybe not weren't dead set on doing a residency, but they did these things that we talked about during their academic years uh, to kind of help build their CV or their resume, I guess you could say. So I would just say whether or not you end up doing residency, these things are not going to hurt you in your uh, career advancement. Oh, yeah, it's it's going to align pretty good. So like, you, you know, it's definitely not a waste of time to do them. It's not like these are only going to benefit me if I pursue postgraduate training. No, these are going to benefit you as a pharmacist in your career. And uh, and it's probably worth getting involved with. So let's break this down. Let's do summer, fall. Sure. So what, what should you do in the summer? So when you're starting out on your APPEs, you'll obviously, you know, you'll have different APPEs in different settings. I would suggest at this point, start keeping track of and writing down significant moments, maybe experiences or encounters. Jot those down and just a sentence or two, kind of the context. Think about like the S bar situation, background, action and results writing those things down that you could potentially use in interviews for situational questions. So maybe you had a difficult patient encounter or you had to deal with a, a difficult person on your rotation or maybe a time that you went above and beyond the call of duty to, to help with somebody. Start thinking about those situations. Write those down with the specifics because I think the more that you can recall those specifics, the better it comes off during an interview versus Hey, I remember I ha- helped this patient like five months ago during my first rotation, but I don't really remember a lot about it. Write those things down and it'll help jog your memory later and when you're reviewing for interviews. I think also you want to start thinking about your reference writers during your rotations. I think the best time, and we talk about this in another episode, ask your preceptors at the end of rotation, you know, would you be willing to write me a positive letter of reference and think about the people that you would want to have uh, write those letters. Don't be shy though. Ask, you know, you can ask multiple people and, you know, maybe you go back later and decide uh, which ones would be the best to, to help you with your pursuit um, later. And hopefully they'll all be honest and tell you if, if they would write you a positive one. Start evaluating programs. So we recommend scheduling a reoccurring time, about one to two hours a week, putting it on your calendar where you can just work on postgraduate training prep. And so one of those things would be application materials like your CV, your letter of intent. Another one is just chunking out programs like there's a ton of programs across the country. Get on the ASHP directory, just click PGY1 and hit search, and you'll see that there's tons of programs. So figuring out, well, which one of those matches my goals, it's going to take a while and it's not something you can do in one day. So start kind of chunking it out and finding programs and creating your list. You'll want to continue to update your CV. We have another episode here in the series that's going to just focus on CV. 
and then reviewing your draft letter of intent and updating it. And once again, we have another episode in the series that will really hyper-focus on the letter of intent. Yeah, so look forward to those. Um, in the fall, though, what you know, you're getting a lot closer towards that time frame of significant timelines and milestones with the application process itself. So let's walk through what it looks like in in the time that time frame. So when I say fall, you know, thinking about like September, maybe October time frame, maybe as early as August. But I think you know you continue to track those significant moments or encounters, like I said before, securing those reference writers. And this is where you kind of start, uh, you know, thinking about, you know, whether or not you're going to attend residency showcases or open houses and kind of you nail down, a, you start thinking about nailing down a list of programs that, you know, you would potentially be interested in. So um, kind of think about that. Um, when you're thinking about those showcases though, where you want to go and maybe talk to some of these programs, I think about, you know, it's going to be important to determine your financial capabilities and limitations going into application season, um, because these can be very, um, expensive, obviously. So you're going to have to create a forecast account. You're going to have to pay to apply to programs and, you know, that number kind of gradually increases, I feel like, each year. So you kind of have to look each year and, and think about um, how much money you're going to be spending. You know, because depending on whether or not the program does virtual or in-person interviews, uh, you may need to allot some money to travel. So you have to think about that as well. So maybe going to mid-year, going to um, a national conference to go to attend just to attend a residency residency showcase is not within your financial capabilities at this point. Um, so look for those programs that have, um, I think it's exciting that a lot more are offering these virtual open houses where they allow students from across the country to kind of attend and ask those questions that they would during a showcase, but also be thinking about maybe there's a local state showcase that you can, attend if you have programs, you know, locally that you would be interested in. So think about attending those as well. I like when you said fall, you said September and October, because I just couldn't help think about how yesterday was the first day of fall. And uh, in Southern Alabama, it was 97 degrees. So I was like, temperature is probably not the indicator there to tell you whether or not you're in the fall. Definitely not. Definitely wait. <laughs> definitely the calendar on that one. Um, so then the last step would be before you send in this full application, there's the month of December, which is a big month. This is when ASHP does their mid-year conference. And that usually occurs on like around December 5th or 6th. That's when the national residency showcases. So that's where, you know, we talk more in other episodes about, is it necessary to, to, to attend mid-year? We'll talk about that in our showcase episode. Um, but this is just where you're, you're either attending mid-year or you're finalizing your application. Uh, one big thing to remember here is to request transcripts. You want to do that as early as possible as your university will allow. So, re so research, talk to your faculty, figure out how soon can I request my transcripts? Can I request them early for a future date or do I have to wait for a certain date? 
and make sure those get sent to forecast as soon as possible. It won't hold you back on submitting an application if your transcripts haven't been put in forecast because you can still submit that. And when they do show up, programs will have access to those. But it's just something you don't want to delay because that that will delay your invitation to interview. You'll want to make sure you you really communicate with your reference writers because it's crunch time for them. And so this is where you're telling them, here's exactly my plan. Here's what I'm applying for and making sure they're good to go and they know the timelines and when when you need your references in by. And then don't miss the deadlines for applications. Like look them up, put them on your calendar, put them as deadlines, write them on the wall, wherever you can. Don't miss them. They're all different. Some of them are early, like end of December early. Some of them are late in January, like like within the first two weeks of January. So just make sure you know when deadlines are, because the worst thing you want to do is not apply to your favorite program because you just missed the deadline. Yeah, and obviously during this time frame, you'll be you know, updating your CV and filling out, you're finalizing your letters of intent. And there's a lot of these things happening all at once. You're filling out your forecast application. So I always, you know, whenever I did it and, you know, you don't have to do it this way, but obviously these programs have different deadlines. Some are maybe beginning of January, some are late December. I just went with what the earliest one was and tried to fill out all my information and submit it by that. So I didn't have to like keep thinking about, okay, am I going to, I need to submit this one by this date, this one, that this date. And I just asked my um, reference writers if they could have references done or completed by the time that first one was due. So then, you know, I, I was communicating with them early so that they knew about that, but it just made the process seem a little bit smoother to myself. But obviously I know there's extenuating circumstances with that. I'd recommend that too. I, that was my general plan, just so it's less stressful. Uh, unless you're just waiting on a certain reference or something like that that really delays you. And then obviously the January, February timeline, that's like the major residency interview timeline. So when applications are due to when the interviews start to being offered, you know, you'll probably get interview offers or declines to interview um, probably mid-January. So in the meantime, you know, be thinking about those situations, practice your interview skills, things like that, maybe discuss with your preceptors, obviously, if you're going to be gone for interviews just or having to do that, discuss those plans with your preceptors. Ask them, you know, if there's makeup work that you can do to make up the days that you might have to be off for interviews and kind of just keep them in uh, communication with that. Anything you would suggest, Sean? No, I think that's good. That's going to be the time, too, just to look at the match site, get those uh, timeline down. They have they post their timeline on the match what the ASHP match website. That's when you can see when your rank order lists are due, when they come out with results and all that stuff. And we have another episode that we'll go through phase one of the match. We'll go through phase two and and kind of break that down. So the key takeaways from this one, Taylor, I'd say is one, it's never too late to start the application process. Two, the fall is not too late to decide if you want to do residency. And when we say fall, we're not talking temperature. We're talking September, mid-September. So not too late there. The earlier you start prepping, though, the less anxious you'll be in the end. 
and overall, the more prepared you will feel. So if you're listening to this and you're pre-APPEs, definitely start on the things we recommend starting on because it, it's just going to make you more prepared, less stressed, and, uh, and overall, you'll be a better candidate and stand out a little more. If you want to continue to hear up-to-date topics from us and our guests, please like and subscribe. You can listen to us for free on your favorite podcast app and check out our show notes below to see links and highlights of the episode. And remember, you can separate and stand out.